you are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we're going to be talking about Kevin Owens headbutting Vince McMahon into oblivion, uh, the Miz promoing Enzo into oblivion, and a bunch of other stuff. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Veggie, aka K. Fabriel Iglesias. <laughs> <laughs> and to my left, as always, we have two beers, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? Not a lot, man. Looking forward to our discussion this evening. Pretty exciting stuff in the world of wrestling. Pretty exciting stuff. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bella. What's going on, JCP? Oh, man, a little hungover today, but I'm getting ready to get get excited again. Uh, this KO thing is just off the chain amazing. I'm ready to talk about it. Let's it was on. pretty good. Before we get started, uh, we'd like to welcome engineer Andrew, Andrew into the studio, our favorite engineer of all time, way better than Rich and Sam. Way better than Sam. And before we get too far into it, tonight's episode is brought to you by Soul Taco. Soul Taco. Mm-hmm. They got locations <laughs> in Chesterfield, the U-City Loop. They got uh, two food trucks driving around town, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. Soul Taco is delicious. Uh, Korean-Mexican fusion. They got burritos. They got talks. They got quesadillas. They got mm-hmm. bowls. Soul Taco, everybody. Please go check them out. Sponsor the show. Friend of the show. Soul Taco. I wish they had a slogan. I feel like I should finish it off yeah, with a slogan say, yeah, right here. Yeah. We'll come up with a slogan for next week. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but without further ado, we should get straight into our three count. JCB, what's our one count tonight? Well, since I'm wearing the shirt, I guess we can talk about Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon, the whole shebang. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I guess we said it last week. This was the first time since 2013 that Vinnie Mac has graced the... SmackDown. Vinny to, Mac. Hey, in this case, he's Vinny Mac because oh, he took, yeah, he he took a serious bump he on really Tuesday was. night. Uh, Fitz comes out with KO in the ring and basically undresses him, saying that he got everything he deserved. KO threatened to sue so, the WWE, which, threatened to sue the McMahons. He, Shane beat his ass last week, and then Vince, Shane got yeah, suspended. Fitz basically telling him, you know, if you want to take this to court, you know, we can take it to court. You know, you'll be fired first, and then we're going to drag this lawsuit out as long as humanly possible because B for me stands for billionaire and B stand for you would stand for bankrupt. Ooh, that's heel stuff. Yeah, that was just, it almost was like Vince was trying to be face but then, you know, right when it needed the flip, he flipped it to heel. Great stuff, Vinnie Mac. One of the best in the business easily. Um, you think? Yeah, it's a billion dollar corporation. He <laughs> yeah, should it's be. it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, they, they basically beef back and forth Vince reinstates Shane and then makes the match for Hell in the Cell. Uh, Shane versus KO in the Hell in the Cell match itself. Probably he's going to be the main event, but I'm sure we'll argue about that as it gets a little closer. So they shake hands and basically agree that if KO is provoked by a McMahon, then he can receive repercussions. A McMahon. A McMahon. Senseless. 
repercussions, however you want to go. Assess was, was what he said. Yeah. So they shake hands, and I'm kind of waiting. I'm like, okay, I know this is not the way this segment's going to end. And the next thing you know, it's the head butt heard round the world. It really he was. He cracked Vince mm. Queen. It wasn't even on the side. It was like no hand that's going. Were you watching it live? No, I was at work. He Were fucking, you watching it live? Yeah, I was watching it live, and he fucking hard weighed him. Like it was. Oh, he really did. I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, I'm a big Vince Mark. I this is like gotta be proof that he should be on TV more often. Because say what you want about his booking and the fact that he micromanages storylines. Uh, the dude literally bleeds for us. He is 72 years old. There's Basically, nobody better on the mic or nobody better at getting a crowd going. Heyman or Vince, who you got? Best promo? Who you got? I got Vince, man. I think I got Vince. I'll take Heyman. Go ahead. <laughs> to be contrary. No, I mean, that, no, no. I'm I, just I, joking. Yeah. That's one and one A, though. I it mean, absolutely is. Vince, you forget how good he is. He got out there and he was in his element. He I was mean, like, he was oh, a fish yeah. in water. Yeah, I was going to say, amazingly... Like I said, I've gone when since he started, 2013 from SmackDown. He just jumped right in, and like nothing's changed. And yep. if 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 there's anybody out there that didn't see it, so Vince dresses down KO. When KO headbutts him, it was after Vince said, "I only suspended Shane because he didn't do away with you sooner. He didn't get because the job he didn't done. get the job done. He should have. Your liver should have been on the floor, or whatever he bowel said. Your, be, your bowel should be plopped <laughs> down in the ring, I'm and like, all Whoa. that stuff. God damn, Vince! But no, that was kind of the question coming in. What was Vince going to do? That plus the fact that he hasn't been on SmackDown in four years. That was enough intrigue into itself. Then finally. And I was screaming about it last week. This is the KO I wanted to see. Yeah, and I think they got peak ratings out of this, which they should have because it was yeah. amazing. I, I mean, they, they hyped it all week and it ended the show. And they did it, the, as far as I'm concerned, they did it the right way. At some point, oh, yeah. Shane and KO are going to intermingle at least two or three more times before the October pay-per-view. And, it's going, like, and I said it on Twitter. All we've done now at this point is just open up a whole lot of physicality for the next two or you three You ever weeks. been so provoked by somebody that you frog splashed them off the top rope? <laughs> I've I thought about it a couple of times. <laughs> I'd like to know what like Vince McMahon said to KO whenever they were off mic and he's shaking his hand, he's looking at him all hard because kayfabe, he's probably saying like, you know, you know, you son of a bitch. Right, right. I guarantee in real life, too, he was saying, you son of a bitch, if you don't fucking concuss me with this headbutt, I want you to split me open. Okay. You son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, just like, and, and then. He bam. started bleeding immediately. Yep. And immediately I was worried for KO. I was like, did he, did he go too hard? Oh, yeah. I like, was, I was too. And I, I said it on our Friends of BFR page on Facebook. I said, I was honestly worried that KO was honestly worried that he did it too hard. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but like, that's what Vince would want KO to do. I think kayfabe, though, when KO, so KO headbutts him, um, punches, super kicks him, punches him, super kicks him, frog slashes him. I mean, Vince couldn't take the pow, pop-up power bomb. No. Like, it's, what a pussy. <laughs> well, Dude's 72. Just I'm take saying, it. I say, at this rate, you're going to take a karate chop across your chest. Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, he really took a beating. Yeah, I mean, we're just happy you didn't tear both his quads. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now you want to pop a power bomb? I mean, look, Vince did everything but he was supposed to do. Jason made a good point on the way over here, though, where he said Vince probably told him before they went out there, like, just don't, bring it. don't soften it up for me. Like, make it look good. Yeah. Because Samoa Joe uh, gave Brock Lesnar a couple headbutts where 
he kind of directs his head a little bit to, to the, the right side, or yeah. to the left to where it doesn't actually hit the head, but the effect is still there. The KO Vince headbutt was straight on. He started bleeding immediately. immediately. That's when you knew it was real. I was going to say, I, I don't. the people that never had their head split open won't understand it. I've had it happen, and it happens right away. And it, for me, it was right on my... Via headbutt? I leaned in to tell my dad he had a phone call, and the door was cracked, and I hit, like, the corner of the door. Ooh, yeah. So it split me, like, right here. Is that what you told the social worker? Yeah. I was, I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my dad's beat me up. I'm 25 years old. Uh, <laughs> and it cut me immediately, and it was just nothing but blood. That's what, basically what happened with Vince on Tuesday night. As soon as he hit the uh, the canvas or whatever, you could see the little blood spot. He was dazed, too, Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I, was about to say, he I, have think that, I have to think, ultimately, Vince was pretty pretty happy with the color though oh yeah because i mean this is the biggest rub that ko could have gotten i mean absolutely i mean anybody that's the biggest endorsement to give anybody that gets physical with vince i mean i still remember the huge pop that i gave whenever stone cold gave him the stunner for the first time where he looked like a fish out of water and he was having a seizure yeah it was a terrible bump but i Marked out whenever I was a kid. Oh, yeah. This was is like, kind of the shit. evolution of that, though. Like twenty, I mean, about twenty years later. Almost. Yeah. I mean, that was probably ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, we're at twenty years. Yeah. So twenty years later, like he took a legit bump, got legit color. For those of you out there that don't, for the Dan Rooters out there that don't pay attention to wrestling but listen to the podcast, <laughs> color means when you bleed. I mean, he got legit color. Oh, sure. He did not blade or anything. I mean, that motherfucker was bleeding. Yeah, somebody said, somebody online was like, you know, he bladed. No. That's what nah, I say. He, he, he laid on his back. You could tell easily. Yeah. Well, you can tell by the head, but. Yeah. It was flush, Ugh. and you could kind of, I don't know if this was Vince Sellard or not, but his eyes were kind of rolling to the oh, back yeah. of his head, and the blood came out right away. As far as I'm concerned, anybody that thinks otherwise is a fool. I think it was him selling it, but to piggyback off of Zach's point, um, this is the biggest endorsement of Kevin Owens that there could be. And he and I said it when the PWI 500 came out. I thought he was really high at three just because of the booking that he had coming up to this point. I think now we're starting to get KO back in line to where he can make another main event push. But, I mean, so looking forward, are we thinking, because this is what I'm thinking, I'm thinking that they're moving towards Triple H KO at WrestleMania, and this is going to be like a six-month story. That could be a thing. Um uh, Triple the, H is fighting at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. He always fights at WrestleMania. There's no doubt about that. So as long as it's either Kevin Owens versus Triple H or Ronda Rousey versus Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Give me KO Triple H. As long as we're going with the gender. Triple, no, Triple Threat, all three. How about there that? Go. Kevin there Owens versus Rousey and Triple H. See, <laughs> Mr. Triple Threat spanking over there. That is not the threesome I'd imagine with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just leaning into it now, guys. I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, as long as we're doing gender. Um, Mahal. I get Mahal, well, not general. Well, gender, uh, Nakamura. AJ Nakamura as a possible WrestleMania match if it gets to that point. I still oh. now gender might take this all the way to the top part of 2018 before he loses. No way. There, the India tour in December is a big deal. 
I will not be surprised if he makes it. December still chick- December still three months away from WrestleMania. Okay, though. but the pay per view is like a month away. Now you, if he gets past that pay per view, there's no pay per view for. Well, take that back. There'll be one in November. That'll be Survivor Series. You can do anything you want with that. He doesn't have to have a uh, a title match there. December is the tour. Then he'll and drop then- it on Raw. I know. <laughs> yeah, because right. I say he'll do it on t- uh, national TV. Yeah. So I mean, it's not it's not beyond the realm of possibility. That's all I'm saying. So we have an official match now between Shane and Kevin Owens at Hell in a Cell. See, you said it right. Hell in a Cell. <laughs> no, it's Hell in the Cell. What is it? I thought it? it was Hell in a Cell. What? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We had to. So Jason and I said we weren't going to look it up. We weren't going to look it up until we were live. On the podcast, we have to put some sort of wager on this. Let Andrew come up with the wager. Andrew, I'll, I'll, Andrew, what's the wager between me and Jason? Loser has to give me $5. <laughs> God, damn, that's pretty God. good. That's fair. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. Loser has to give Engineer Andrew $5. Look it up, please. Is it Helen the Cell or Helen a Cell? Because Jason and I I'll were, be the third party that looks it up, and it is hell in a cell. Ah, give Andrew $5. Andrew, you got to split that with me, all right? <laughs> I ain't giving this motherfucker shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that only two weeks after we had that Cena Reigns promo that we were all high on, I think that this segment was my favorite segment of the last Three years? Two two or three years? I'd absolutely say that. It's my favorite segment since, I mean, I've got back into wrestling. It's my favorite segment since, like, post-Attitude Era. Like, it was fucking great. You marked out. Absolutely. Yeah. Can, can we give this a little credit to, I guess, maybe Vince or Triple H or the combination of the both that they're making reality a part of the storyline and I think that's what's making it better since we're not yeah. so we're not letting them cut promos from the heart you're still being scripted we're putting reality into this script and letting them go out through that way you know what that's a good way that's a good segue to get into our <laughs> two count two beer what's our two count Two Count is the promos between Miz and Enzo. That was Miz TV. Yes. On Raw. And uh, just for all you not that don't have video, Jason just handed Engineer Andrew $5. (laughs) And I'm giving him a finger while I'm doing it. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off too, Beer. No, absolutely not. And it is a good segue because we see this reality-based promo. We've seen it with Cena and Reigns. Largely, Uh, we saw it with the KO segment. And then the night before, we saw it with... Miz and Enzo, and this was perfect if you know the kind of career trajectory and locker room history of Miz. Uh, it, it ate into all of the, this reality-based segment. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know the story, Miz was kicked out of the locker room for a good, goodly portion of his early career because tradition states that if you're kicked out of the locker room, uh, you can only be let back in by the person that kicked you out and does anybody know who kicked him out jbl nope taker nope chris benoit really so chris benoit kicked him out i guess he was eating some chicken and this is non-kayfabe everybody this happened behind the scenes that the miz was a new guy got kicked out of the locker room and chris benoit kicked him out chris benoit kicked him out he was eating chicken over top of benoit's bag so i guess like his (laughs) chicken crumbs were like getting onto like benoit's bag 
So he kicked him out. Uh, we all know what happened with Chris Benoit. If you don't, it's worth a Google. Um, yeah, he murdered the Miz, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Cold He almost did. Uh, so anyway, uh, the story goes, Miz uh, is getting dressed in the hallway. Like every fucking road show, every fucking Monday, Tuesday, pay-per-view. Uh, he's not in the locker room. He's getting dressed next to a trash can in the hallway. Taker sees him one day, and he says, Hey, kid, what are you doing getting dressed next to the trash can? And he says, well... You know, Benoit kicked me out. And this is months, months, maybe even close to a year after Benoit's gone. And uh, he's like, well, you know, he gives him the story and he's like, come back in. After Benoit was dead? After Benoit was dead. Miz was still doing it? Miz was still doing it. And that's why ever since I heard the story, I respect the Miz so much. I love him as a performer, but I respect the man so much because he held to that tradition and he could have, you know, probably snuck back in there. That would have been right. a very Miz thing to do too, right. like character wise. Right. Right. But, you know, Mike Mizikowski, um, that's his name, right? Mizanin. 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 Whatever. M-I-Z-A-N-I-N. I think yeah. Mizikowski's the, the little green guy from Monsters, Inc. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I respect that dude he's like so much. Kids. <laughs> so he's basically telling Enzo, he's like, I, you could learn from me. You know, I, based on my past here, he's like, I was that guy that, you know, nobody liked. I was kicked out of the locker room. He said that after he killed him though. Sure. So here's the ultimate question. Do you think that Enzo, cause this was another work shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and, and I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you mentioned that it would it would have been better or it's it was better for people who knew the Miz history that Miz had a heart because I know JBL like hated Miz too at the beginning. And so many other people. Yeah. And Enzo apparently got kicked out of a tour bus for something or other not Reigns that long ago. Off the tour bus. Was it Roman yeah. Reigns? Yeah. Roman Reigns, because he's the locker room leader. Really? Yeah, yeah, people, I mean, the the locker room respects him. He's a, and know. that's more so, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's more so why I like the Reigns-Cena uh, angle where Cena kind of makes good points, where it's, things have been kind of handed to Roman to a certain degree. He has been kind of protected. Cena has been too. Great champions usually are. But usually it, it's not at this kind of a, an extent. Well, and, you know and I mean? Vince didn't gift him with the locker room leadership. That's no, something no, that's no. like no, that's earned, something earned. And, yeah, sure. You know, uh, Taker was their locker room leader. They used to hold a wrestler's court, which apparently just involved a lot of Jack Daniels and the person who was, uh, you know, basically the the accused, the I guess. accused, the defendant would have to bribe the court with alcohol, and like Ron, <laughs> Ron Simmons was the, uh, you know, the the bailiff. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Uh, just, but, yeah, really cool situation. But, yeah. The Miz killed Enzo, though. I Absolutely. Destroyed him. him. When he said, and I was talking to Jason about this on the way over here, when Enzo says, or when the Miz says, that's why you're not allowed on, that's why you get kicked off of WWE tour buses. Axel and Bo Dallas are in the background laughing. Like, they laugh immediately. Oh, yeah. And Enzo's either a really good actor, or he did not see that coming. Because... He looked hurt sure. by that. Uh, but, it, uh, he looked affected, and I think he is a good actor. But I, I wouldn't no, I be surprised that, if that was a shoot. No, I, I think that was, I think it was real. Holyfield. I was going to say too. it. it I think w- wounded him to a point where you could kind of see the wheels turning a little bit, and he was he was getting into his feelings, but he had to just you know be cool because you know you're on national TV at this point. Go ahead. I think what they, what we thought Cena was doing to Reigns a couple of weeks ago. 
I think right. Miz was actually, actually doing, doing to Enzo. It. Like, I think they they sent Enzo out there with no idea that the Miz was going to fucking kill him. Yeah, I agree with that. And he dragged him. Man. Yeah, it was, and the crowd it loved it, it. Like the last couple of weeks, Miz has been. I mean, besides the pop for him announcing that he's a father, the Miz, people have been cheering the Miz. There's no heels, no faces anymore. Yeah. I mean, Enzo has been cheating to win the last three weeks. We're yeah. a, a postmodern, you know. Sports entertainment. Right. Which is fine. Like, we're looking at it through the lens of the wrestling that we've known our entire lives. But if you were 12 years old and you were watching wrestling and you've been watching wrestling for a year, you'd have no idea what to make of that Ms. Enzo scene at all. Right. And, and, but that's honestly one of the weirdest segments of all time. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's one of the weirdest segments of all time because the Ms. comes out, announces that him and Maurice are pregnant. Mm. Mm. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Announces that Ms. Sorry, and Maurice are pregnant. Uh, everybody gives him a big pop. They start chanting yes. Then he turns it into heat by saying, I will not do what Kurt Angle did, and I will always, <laughs> I will always take care of our child, which like, is oh, so good. Dude. Enzo comes out. They have a work shoot. Then there's a pause. All right, then there's a commercial break. And then they have a match where they both grab mics throughout the match and yeah. talk shit. It that was, was really interesting. I uh, loved it. That, that's, but that was too much for me. Just, it was just so it, odd. It I liked it because it was different. It was. It, it, but it wasn't good different. I mean, you took, for me, you took all that good pub, that goodwill, and you kind of took away from it when you're, you're going back and forth on the mics in, a, in an actual match. I mean, if you can't get it out at that point, then... Then you got to leave it alone. Just have the match, you know, have the Miz Taraj rough up Enzo because basically that's what they were getting ready to do. I mean, you could have did it any other way. The Who's Your Daddy line was great. Don't get me wrong. I marked out too. I was like, oh, shit. It's, yep, you fucked up now. Miz and, is clearly the father of this child. Oh, Stevie Wonder can see that. I'm just saying <laughs> it was perfect when he came up with the line, whether it was impromptu or it was fed to him, whatever the case may be, doesn't matter. It just it just hit home for me. Outside of that, the match was eh, it was okay. We could have deal without it. It was only three minutes. That, three, that's, three, that was wasn't the point though. It was three minutes too long. Um, real quick aside is Miz a Hall of Famer, Zach? Absolutely. JCB? No. I mean, don't and I'm a I'm a Miz Mark. I just he needs another title run. The Godfather's a fucking Hall of Famer. I understand that, but and that's why he'll probably get in. But for me, no. They, he's mostly he's political hall, anyway. He's a hall of very good. They put a black guy in every single year, though. That's the only reason Godfather's in. Miz is way better than the Godfather ever was. Is he a Grand Slam? Man, you're obsessed with the Grand Slam. Yes. I don't know. Yes. He, yeah, big deal. Yeah, he's got title, the tag team. Title, oh, yeah, tag he team has title. to be. He, yeah. he got the, uh, the World Heavyweight title. That's why when Enzo called him a paper champion, it's like, man, you can't say that to the Miz. The Miz has held multiple. Yeah. He's held the IC six times. He's probably held the U.S. two or three. He's elevated the IC also. Yes, he's and, made the IC. And there, and we he's were made talking the about IC this. must see. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I like what Must see Miz there. TV. All right. This, we were arguing about this on the way over. That's why I think ultimately he won't get another major title run is because he's so good and so effective as the top mid-card heel. I just can't see them be like, okay, you know what? I'm okay we're, with that. No, I'm fine with it too, but just for me, 
I think he needs another run. He deserves another run, more importantly. But right now, he's just positioned in a point where you can't elevate him up to the main event. WWE has, WWE has never had the talent on the roster that it does right now. I mean, they are fucking stacked. They, I mean, at the bottom, on NXT, they have Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. They have Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose in the tag division. They are as stacked as they've ever been. Miz is the second best promo in the company. As a wrestler, I should say. Uh, He's t- okay. If you, even if you don't say as a wrestler, even if you include Heyman and the McMahons, he's a top five promo in the company. Were you, and if, that's saying something. If you were saying wrestler, I'm assuming that you're going to put KO as one? Yes. Duh. Yeah. In, okay. Bill, in Bill's eyes. I put KO as one in my Pornhub searches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what that pops up for. Um, no, I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. I mean, Mark aside, one of the best promos I've in the last two or three years was the one he did on Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan. That basically put Talking Smack on the map and elevated really Miz into a, a credible heel. And the guy was thinking about, you know, a possible Daniel Bryan-Miz match down the line. Before we get too far off this, what's going on with Enzo? Like, what's what's the what's the synopsis? Where's Enzo going? Is he going to get buried? Is he going to be out of the company within a year? In 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 a year from now, do you think that Enzo will still be in the company? Two beer? I don't think so. I think they're milking him for the last bit of merch that they can. It doesn't then, seem like they like him very much. No, they're not making him look good um, in any way, shape, or fashion. And his promos almost like kind of speak to that. He's like this underdog, not in the sense of like an underdog wrestler, but like an underdog, like he's like trying to speak from the heart and, you know, make these grandiose claims that I felt bad for him the other night when he said, I might not have very many friends around here. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. really fucking sad, man. True story, though. <laughs> yeah. Where um, do you think Enzo's going to be in here, JCB? I think he'll still be here. Um, I don't think you're going to give him the cruiserweight title and then him be gone in the calendar year. I don't think there's any way he wins that cruiserweight title. Okay. I would, JCB I, thinks it's going to happen, but he, he's, that's going to make it's going to save him an hour a week <laughs> <laughs> watching 205 Live. Does <laughs> that say I need it at sometimes? No, I, honestly, I just, it doesn't make sense, but I just, it's WWE logic. They're going to do it. And that'll move us on to our. Three count. And the three count, fellas, tonight is going to be uh, the finale of the Mae Young Classic. Uh, the Mae Young Classic ended up being pretty good WWE television. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the right person won, I would say. I would agree. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I thought Car- they were, Is I it thought they Kari were- or Kerry? Kerry Sane. Kerry Sane is a badass uh, with a badass finisher. And she's such a pure baby face. Yeah, she yeah, really I was is. Say, I like uh, every, everything about her. Just is just baby face all the way. It's almost sugary baby face where it, like yeah. hurts your teeth. Everything's <laughs> my, so good. My only criticism of the May Young Classic is uh, that I don't think they should have dumped four episodes a week on people. I think they should have spread it out a little bit. I know they were worried about spoilers, but if you're putting four hours a week of television on WWE Network, it's hard for people to watch. Maybe put it on Friday so people can watch it over the weekend or something when there's no other wrestling, but... Even two episodes, like, 
if you want to get there, I, we mentioned that last week. It might have had something to do with Post. I know that they brought JR and Lita to New York, or, you know, it's actually Connecticut, but they call it New York. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they brought them uh, to Titan Sports and they redid every bit of commentary that they did. So they did commentary live. And then for whatever reason, whether it was booking, whether it was they weren't happy with the product, they completely redid all of their commentary. So I don't know if there was a delay in that sense. But uh, I felt the same way. There's already too much programming to keep up with with a three-hour Raw, yeah, a two-hour SmackDown, a one-hour 205 Live, a one-hour NXT, you know, plus Saturday Night Main Event, whoever the fuck watches that. I'm thankful to have a job, and I hope my bosses aren't le- listening, where <laughs> I can I can put it on while I'm, watch- while I'm working and have the sound off so I can at least I know all the wrestlers and shit like that. Uh, JCB, thoughts on the Mae Young? Uh, you guys pretty much every, said everything I was going to say. Um, for me, binge watching the uh, the May Young Classic wasn't necessarily that big a deal, but I kind of like the CWC where every week you had a different round of matches, and it just it felt like more of a real tournament, and you would build up the anticipation yes. from one week to the next. And that made, for me, the CWC better. It's not a knock against the May Young tournament. Overall, I thought it was good. It got talent on the screen that you probably wouldn't see under normal circumstances. And for, like, the Tony Storms of the world that are still under contract with their other promotion, you might be able to see them come over into WWE at a later point. If not, then, you know, at least she got some exposure for her and her other promotion. Maybe by the time she can legally drink alcohol, she'll have a WWE contract. I mean, see the fucking talent in that girl, and and she's she's, what, 19, 20? Tony Storm is not 21 years old? No, No, she's 20. She turned 20, like, as this filming, like, was happening. She was 19 when they started uh redacted she's the tyler Bate. her and tyler Bate are gonna have like the hottest kid ever. <laughs> if they decide to go down that road and say i want to sign that kid up i'll do all the promos no um at the end of the day it's it's going it's going I'll to do set all up the promos no, if i say just let him wrestle i'll talk oh speaking of before you before you go too far when the miz dedicated the next match to his unborn child oh, i was like no <laughs> don't do it you're gonna lose don't do it all right it. go back with tony storm right? Uh, Tony, no, actually, I was going to jump to Carrie Sane for a second. Um, obviously, she had won, and now she's going to be a part of the NXT uh, championship scene. I guess yeah. she'll be wrestling whoever it is. I'm not sure how they're going to determine it. My gut reaction is, unfortunately for Bill, this might be a fatal four-way instead of the triple threat with Fuck. Sane, <laughs> uh, Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot and Ember Moon. I, I actually think threat. I I don't know triple threats. I can see the uh, iconic duo working their way into I, that. Yeah, yeah, and and that's just me just spitballing it as I'm thinking about it. I can see one or the other getting into it, but um, yeah, yeah, because you would probably need a second heel. Maybe Ruby Riot doesn't get in, but I think Nikki Cross definitely deserves to be in this match. Ember Moon more than likely is probably going to end up winning this in some form or fashion, but. I think, just like I said, the knee-jerk reaction, I think this is going to be a fatal four-way. So last thoughts on the uh, Mae Young Classic. I thought that it was great. I was way into it. Um, There was lots of people there. Uh, There was lots of women there that I could definitely see in NXT or on the main roster. Or like I mentioned last week, in just a total women's wrestling show, which I don't think is that far off. Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. And, you know, just like... 
205 Live being somewhat separate, but also you know invested in the main roster. I would like to see a women's wrestling show. I, I was super hot on the May Classic or May Young Classic. Enjoyed watching it, even though in, in its abbreviated format. Uh, and I feel exactly the same way. Um, as far as the Carrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, Carrie uh, Sane has the coolest fucking finisher. Uh, yeah. Outside of being the the best character, her intro music like makes me want to go back and like play Final Fantasy VII. Like, I just, like <laughs> if I had vacation time at my job, I would just like take five days and just like beat Final Fantasy VII it's again. One of those things that flies completely over my head. When Zach says it. Like, <laughs> he's, oh, he's nerd now. Let him go. Yeah, you know those Japanese RPGs. But uh, she's a pure baby face. Like JCB said, like almost like too candy sweet her voice is like so cute that when she like screams like whenever like Baszler had her in her you know her submissions like she got real empathetic you know reactions from yeah, the for crowd sure. she's, a new, no, she's new to Bailey um, overall it was good um, I'm not there's not going to be a women's show I'm sorry I, I, there's just the storylines they've proven with 205 live that they just can't be trusted with a women's show. But overall, it was good. I just wish they had to spread it out a little bit. Do more. you want to bet again and just hand Andrew your $5 right now? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. When, when is Protus Clay going to be champion again? And that'll do it for our three count. All right. And then uh, we're going to kick out of the three count real fast. And we have something else to talk about that's very important, I thought. Uh yeah, one of my favorite parts about the May Young Classic was the finish, which is Carrie Sane's amazing flying elbow. Uh, but what was super cool, and I think I agree with Stone Cold, I've heard him say this, is the kick out after the three count is a lost art. And uh, it really makes the loser look strong. Yeah, it protects. Yeah, it protects. And Shayna did that, and I thought it was great. I thought it was great selling. Uh, it, it still makes her, you know, a legitimate contender. Uh, so anyway, we're going to dedicate um, the kick out after the three to uh, Braun Strowman just being an over-the-top badass. All things Braun, baby. All things Braun. So, JCB? Uh, Braun Strowman, well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I was set up Brock and Paul Heyman come out to cut the usual promo Heyman puts over Braun. I mean, just over the top, ridiculously hard. Uh, basically sets it up to where now, I, and I didn't think this was going to happen, but Heyman sets it up to where, you know, hey, I know Braun's in the back. I got Brock out here. There's no need to wait two weeks. We can get this thing on right now. I know you want to come out, just so just come on out. And I'm like, whoa, this is happening? It was fucking awesome. So, of course, Braun comes out with it, you know, five seconds, comes down to the ring. They have a little stare-off or whatever, and the, the two biggest bulls in the yard get it on and the only reason i didn't like it because i just don't want to give too much away you can give some of it away just to have a little bit of an altercation so and then in this case it kind of worked for me because now i have the visual of braun possibly being able to beat brock lesnar if you didn't think so beforehand after this segment, you really thought so after that point. The no-sell suplex. The no-sell suplex. Okay. Brock me, took him to Suplex City, and it didn't affect He's at population zero. zero. Right. For me, it didn't <laughs> bother me that much, but for other motherfuckers, <laughs> lost their mind. But that's but this is what you had, I wanted to what, see. What, the no-sell? The no-sell, people were like, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe he no-selled the you know, Suplex City, blah, blah, blah. Much like, much like a work shoot, a no-sell works 
if it's not done too often. Yeah. Like the if no you're not, if the, you're not fucking hawk. I mean, the road warrior. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't hurt me. Sting used to no sell all the time, and it was part of his character, right? And it was fucking great when he yeah, did it. Yeah, I was to say because you know he was just that invincible at the time. As long as you don't do it all the time, New Japan. My biggest problem with New Japan is that they do a lot of the no sell of whatever move. Okay, I get that. Yeah. It's just part of what New Japan does. I remember listening to Dean Ambrose on Cole Cabana's podcast, and Dean Ambrose said that was his biggest problem with Ring of Honor. Was that nobody sold in Ring of Honor, and Dean Ambrose is a seller. Well, like, I mean, in in this case, it worked because it reaffirms how much of a badass Braun Strowman is being portrayed I'm, to be, and it gives people Braun like Strowman, ourselves. Braun Strowman had a big night on Monday because Heyman put him over in the promo, Lesnar put him over in the. The, the he brawl. let him put his foot on his chest and raise the title over his head. Yeah. That's all you need to no. know. And then Cena put him over in the match later. Yeah. I mean, that match... Even I, though it was a DQ finish, he still went over. Even though over. it was a DQ finish, it was a thir- it was 13 minutes of Braun, Braun beating beat. the shit out of John Cena. Cena went over, yes. Braun got over. Yes. yes. And that, that's ultimately what you, what you can ask for. I'm starting to become a like a mega Braun Strowman mark. Like, I fucking love him. I know. And they're they're creating this machine. They're You know, this is, I mean, you talk about Roman Reigns being a corporate machine. Braun's a fucking corporate machine. Yeah, they're, he is. Cre- they're creating this monster. Yeah. yeah. Without but question. he's taking it and running with it. And it is is not the push that is making us love him it is well, him yeah. and his actions and but but they play to his strengths though also oh, oh, for yeah. sure he doesn't for talk sure. much he just beats people down I do like in kayfabe style <laughs> I always I always say that when people that don't watch wrestling ask me why I like wrestling so much I always say in a weird world there's nothing weirder than wrestling it's just the weirdest motherfucking thing in the world there's nothing like it we've mentioned that Whenever we're at live shows together, Hunter S. Thompson is famously quoted as saying, "There's only two true American art forms: it's jazz and pro wrestling." Amen, baby. Amen. I love both of them. But I love how Braun Strowman throws the stairs into the middle of the ring, <laughs> but doesn't get DQ'd <laughs> right. until yeah. he throws Cena on top. I'm just like, of it. okay, yeah. so we're just gonna let this thing happen. Huh? Don't don't, don't want to push the chair. Don't push the chair. Uh, the stairs away. Just gonna let it happen. Huh? Okay, fine. And we'll be doing our predictions next week. Andrew, are you doing the show next week? Because otherwise, you might have to do the predictions, and Sam and Rich are both beating me, so you're gonna have to hold up <laughs> just, that tradition. Just follow my lead, Andrew. I'll get you where you need to. Be. But I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm thinking about. Braun versus Brock. I still like, think it's Brock. That I just, can see it. Uh, just save it for you know. Keep the people wanting something. This is banned from ringside. Uh, there's a few quick hits that we got to get to guys. Um, let's, man, there's a bunch of quick hits we got to get to. I'll just go go down the line. We're going to do this as quick as possible. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Goldust. I thought that was a good use of Goldust. I wish they would do more with Goldust, but I like Bray Wyatt wiping the makeup off of his face and saying he's just a man, just like Finn Balor. Thoughts on that too, beer? Yeah, absolutely. And plus, uh, I mean, like Dusty created that character, so it's kind of cool to, you know, have that kind of throwback and have him in this mini feud with gold dust i miss gold dust um one of the best non-champion wwe stars uh, in history and i think it's a perfect use jcb uh i'm call me contrarian i'm i yawn i, I have there's nothing about this you're done with bray wyatt 
I've been done with Bray Wyatt for a while. I'm kind of getting upset that Finn is stuck with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is so you're like not a, done with Finn. You're done with Bray. Yeah, he's a black hole, and at yeah. this point, anybody that gets next to him gets sucked into that black hole. Can't argue with that, really. Uh, Real fun aside, I've heard in house shows sometimes he breaks character. And he will act like an '80s heel sometime, which is fucking hilarious. Like he'll Ray start, will, yeah, he'll start doing the uh, like the Hogan like arm movements and like uh, see that, yeah, like you know, which I mean, it, I would love to see. Why would, you, why would you do that on TV? I would where love it could to make see people that. like you. Right. you know? <laughs> I would love to see that. That that more so of a reason why I'm just I'm over the break. Pride is not allowed. A uh, friend of the show, Cam Cam Bigelow, uh, asks now that Oscar is going to Raw, who? other than maybe Nia is even close to believable as competition for her. Certainly not Sasha, Bailey, or Alexa. Charlotte. And when, when he wrote, she's on SmackDown, though. Oh, yeah, she's Asuka's going to going Raw. To Raw. I, when he wrote that, I thought, man, Cameron's right. That means Nia's going to win because Asuka has to fight Nia. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as she doesn't have legit competition. The Bailey. The two matches with Bailey, I thought were both done well. Now the problem is always going to be in line lies within the booking. Um, Oscar should come over; she should dominate. But if you book who she faces right, then you shouldn't have a problem. If you do, if you've been doing the last three six months, then it's not going to work. The booking has to be on point. Two beer. I think she comes, she dominates, she continues to be a monster, and i that's what I hope happens at least. I think it's going to be Nia because I think Nia is actually going to take it um, at this next pay-per-view, so I think it will be Nia, and she'll come up and she'll automatically get a title shot and she'll fucking run through her. But Nia Asuka probably looks the best on paper in terms of Asuka coming up and grabbing the belt. Yeah, and because it, it doesn't make anybody really look bad. Like Quick sidebar. So then, if we're if we're okay with Asuka and Nia, why aren't we okay with Finn versus Brock Lesnar? Same thing. I'm good with Finn versus Brock Lesnar, like, but there are many that aren't. Yeah, I'm I'm actually okay with that. I'm too. okay with either oh, or. Well, that's probably Vince's sexism, like that women are just women, and seeing a little guy versus a big guy doesn't make as much sense to him, and he probably doesn't give a shit. As much about the women's division. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. th- I, I mean, I'm I can, just giving. I, no, no, no. That's I, not, I agree with that. Totally. That's not the way that I feel, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what, a man. You what say that Vince shit. probably thinks. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. I'm okay with. Uh, I have no Is Asuka problem. small? I don't think she's that small, though. You're putting her next to Nia Jax. She's pretty fucking small. She's probably way yeah. bigger than Alexa Bliss. Though. I think she's smaller than Ember Moon, and Ember Moon's not exactly that big. I think Ember's bigger than, uh, well, a lot of people are bigger than Alexa. Uh, We have a new tag team, SmackDown tag team champions. The New Day beat the Usos in a great match. Oh, my God. This feud just keeps getting better. Every iteration, every fucking match, you would think if this was any other tag team feud, it'd be like, oh, my God, are we fucking done with this already? And every single time these guys bring it, you had a great point, and you said, why in kayfabe? would the Usos pick a street fight yeah. because that gives them every opportunity to lose the belt. And, it, I mean, that's exactly what happened. So, uh, but this match was, I mean, far exceeded my expectations, even though I should have fucking known that it was going to be good. No, uh, no, I agree with you. I mean, especially when you we've done this three, four times, you, you would think that some of the magic would go away, but they, they brought it again with another great-ass match. I was kind of hoping that, the Usos would retain so we can kind of spill this into 
uh, a Hell in a Cell match, a tag team match for the title. I think we still might get that. Yeah, I think we're getting that. Yeah, I, you, we might. I just... I don't know. It might actually be what Hell in the Cell is used for, which is <laughs> dick, which is uh, like the end of a feud, right? Yeah, and bleeding that, in the end of a feud. And if that's the case, then I won't. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I just, I'd love to see Kofi in a cell. Apparently, he got hurt over the weekend. Ah, oh, fuck, really? Weekend. Yeah, the uh, house show in Honolulu, knee injury. Uh, I I don't like. Th- you know, there's some things that people, that the online wrestling community, uh, there's shit that they get mad at that I don't necessarily get mad at. Like, I don't mind them giving away Cena versus Braun Strowman nope. without a pay-per-view nope. just because I just don't think it fucking matters. Nobody fucking cares. I don't really like the hot shotting of the I hate it. titles. I wish they wouldn't have taken it off the Usos. I wish they would have just led up to Hell in the, uh, Hell in the Cell. But I think what we're leading up to is New Day versus Gable and Benjamin, which would be good. That could be a good feud. You don't think that? There's not a lot of tag teams to begin with. Ultimately, I I can't say I disagree with it. Well, they spent a long time fucking around with with Brizongo, and it's like Brizongo could be taken seriously if they decide to take them seriously. Instead, they're doing Twin Peaks sketches. Right, I was getting ready to say, as as funny as they still are, even the, the 205 Live skit that they did, still funny. At some point, you know, they need to position them back as a tag team and make them credible threats in the division itself. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw them in the ring. This is banned from ringside. Okay, we had AJ Styles versus Ty Dillinger, which turned out to be a decent match. Uh, I think that we're heading towards a triple threat match between. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we had a we had a decent match between AJ and Ty Dillinger. I don't know why they had. I don't know why they had um, Ty tap out though. Um, I don't instead of eating a pin, like instead of like a Styles clash, like I think I think a pin is looks better than getting tapped out though. I can see that. I think I, ultimately, I mean, he's got a couple finishers, and but at the same time, like it's nice to see your signature move sometimes, like on a daily show, actually go over and you know create a, a pinfall or a submission situation because so many times like the signature moves are just you know that they're going to kick out or you know that they're not going to give up um the match itself was a, a good match i don't necessarily ha- myself personally i don't mind the calf crusher as the finisher i kind of like a wrestler to have multiple finishers so that way in bigger matches you can kind of create new moments instead of you know always seeing a phenomenal forum doing the calf crusher gives gives you more options and in wrestling i always think the more options you have the better match you can possibly create so for me personally it didn't bother me i was more concerned with how ty dillinger looked which he looked good and i was more concerned about baron corbin how the Baron Corbin AJ interaction was because when the last time I looked, him and Shinsuke couldn't get chemistry together. AJ is one of those guys that if you can't wrestle with AJ, AJ Styles can't make you look better, then you might have the problem versus everybody else. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt. Uh, the gender promo thoughts. I thought, was, I thought it sucked. I, and I, I didn't love it, but it was different than your like typical gender promo. So it was nice. It was refreshing, even if it wasn't on the nose. It was probably the worst promo he's done since he's been champion. And now this 
I wasn't like anti gender. I like the fact that we put somebody new in, but now I'm waiting for his moment. Yeah, you his gotta promo, kick it up to a different his, gear. Man. I mean, his, he should have at least mentioned 9 11. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> say, it would be a freaking ride. We lost 19 of our best guys. That's for a movie I saw, guys. That's for a movie. It doesn't matter. That's fucked up. No, just, I'm waiting for his moment, and he hasn't had his moment yet. He, he needs his big. Big match, his big promo, and it's not happening. I'm personally losing I any heard, kind of steam that I have for Jinder Mahal. I, I heard a uh, uh, counter-argument to me saying that it sucked uh, by Wade Keller from PW Torch, who said this was be- this is a better promo because in a world where heels are always the cool guys and everybody and all the smarks like to like the heels, this was an actual heel promo where... It, uh, he just acted heelish. Uh, the Singh brothers acted over the top with how much they liked what he was yeah, saying. Rolling which, around on the ground. Yeah. Right. They were rolling around on the ground and stuff. But my counter to that is, well, what the fuck was Kevin Owens doing? Right. That's heel shit. Right. Baron Corbin is heel shit. Right. Like, there's only a certain amount of heels that are the cool guys. It just, it didn't come off cool to me. It just, it was... I don't want to use the word bullying, but it just it, it didn't it didn't register. It to me. didn't get anybody over. And the point of a promo, you have to get somebody over. You either have to get the show over, or you have to get your the belt over. You have to get yourself over. The Singh brothers, you have to get Nakamura over. Heyman, Heyman does it perfectly. Heyman gets Braun Strowman over, and then calls him out. Even when Strowman doesn't come out, Heyman gets somebody over every single promo. And that's question. What, and I mean, just like. I've heard Chris Jericho say it among a bunch of other people. Like, you can never bury your opponent because you still have to go over. Because if you bury your opponent, then it just looks like nothing. It, right. then it looks it, like nobody nothing. Cares. Yeah, you have to have the a, whole a legitimate point opponent. Of wrestling is putting people over. Well, agreed. And nobody got over in that. Nakamura looked bad. Jinder looked bad. Yeah, just, I mean, the Singh brothers were kind of funny. It made yeah the, because it, they were just so it didn't over help the, the top. belt. It doesn't help the belt. No, but it, I do it, like it, that it they tried something it. different instead of let me speak to my people in the language of my people. And I would I'll take it one step further. We can move on. I would not be surprised if KO Shane is the main event at Hell in a Cell. Oh, I'll guarantee versus it. I'll guarantee Nak- it. Nakamura. I, I think it will be because uh, I think it's just a blood flu. Friend of the show, Sharif wants to know about Dolph Ziggler. Is he wasting our time? I think we're leaning towards Bobby Roode. I can see that. I think it's going to be Dolph doing this for a couple weeks, and then Bobby Roode's going to come out. Glorious. I thought the Shane McMahon bit was funny when he came out of Shane. It was the perfect use of it. Yeah, it was It was good. And that was probably just KO and Dolph being buddies backstage and being like, this would be funny. <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I don't think whenever KO was laughing about it, like, I don't think that was like him, like, in character. He was having, like, yeah, he thought he was that was fucking funny. funny. Right. My knee-jerk reaction is, I'm, you know, I, I don't know where we're going with it, but you say it, Bobby Roode kind of makes sense he has been gone for a couple weeks um i mean they nakamura got over on ziggler yeah, and then and they'll bring bobby Roode. if this is if they're positioning him as a face then you have to get out of your head any heel rem- memories that you had from him from nxt you got to make sure that the you know the common fan sees him as a face you got to make me forget the fact that he was this great heel in nxt this is banned from ringside Ring entrances, um, are they overrated? Are they just rated? Are they perfectly rated? What do you think about ring entrances and how much they get a guy over? I think it is a huge deal. Uh, I 
I think if you have terrible entrance music or if you have terrible presence, I mean, a lot of guys on the indie circuit and even in uh, smaller, large promotions, they just come to the ring. I know Finn Balor has said before, he's like, yeah, my music hits and I just go to the ring. His number one learning curve when it came to WWE was learning how to position himself for the cameras, learning the timing cues. And if you think about the guys that have those entrances like Balor, would Balor be as over as he is without that entrance? JCB. I don't think so. I, I couldn't agree more. I, um, some of the best iconic moments is just guys coming to the ring. You I think know what it, I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as important as cutting promos and in-ring work, but for me... It gets the crowd hyped up. It gets you know everybody you know excited for this match because if you know if your man is coming down, Finn Balor in this case will just stick with him. You know how this interest is going to be when Bobby Roode comes down. Everybody's on their feet singing "Gloria." So I mean, there there is something to it. How much you value it is to the individual person. But I agree with Two Beer on this. I think it's a huge deal. I think it's sixty percent. Of the deal, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, when you think about Daniel Bryan, when Daniel Bryan started getting over in WWE, it's because he started, he was a heel and he was chanting yes, yes. And everybody used to go no, no, no. <laughs> and that's, he used to run down sideways, uh, that karaoke, okay. and, which I used to the, do in high school football, and he used to go, no, 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 or he used to go, yes, yes, and everybody would chant, no, no. I think it's a huge deal. And that, that's how, that helped him get, get that over That being it, said, yeah. my favorite. And I'll just just two words from each of you. What's your favorite engine of the WWE right now? Two beer. Oh, right now? Right now. JCB. Bobby Root. Man, uh, I got to go Root, too. I think mine is Sheamus and Cesaro. That's a good one. That's that's initially what I thought. And then he said Root. That is good. Uh, All time, real quick. I know we don't have a lot of time. All time. When he came out and Starcade with the four chicks. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Undertaker for me. Okay. Fellas, we got to go. Um, a couple other side notes. We got some. Oh, the end of NXT was very good this week. If anybody didn't watch the end of, end of NXT, I recommend it. Adam Cole, baby. I'm going to to say that for weeks. <laughs> I really liked when Maurice came out and said she was pregnant. And Booker T said she got that glow. <laughs> <laughs> I like most things that Booker T says. Dude, he's, just, he's just such a nut. Half the shit it just comes out of his mouth. I laugh. And you notice how he says now, like, it's part of like his whole like mantra. He always tells people, you look the real Jack. Jack baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, when they I say so, that to me the I other night, like, I was like, what? I also like when Vince was being carried out and they wanted to put him on a stretcher and the, <laughs> the crowd was chanting, you still got it. Like, no, that's not when you chant this. He's and then that, that one dude goes, Vince for president. Then deport him. <laughs> um, hey, guys. Uh, we are banned from Ringside Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at, at BFRPod, at BFRBill, at BFRZach with an H, at BFRJCB. We're on Facebook with uh, Band from Ringside Podcast and Friends of BFR. We always have a lot of fun on Friends of BFR, so I recommend it. Um, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. We know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate take you appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to ours. For Engineer Andrew, Check. for Chris Denman, Check. for Free Play Media, Check. for Shock City Studios, Check. for Soul Taco, Check. for Jason Cornelius Bell, for... Two beers, Zach Pullman. I am Bill Vagie, and this has been Banned from Ringside. And everybody, don't be heels. 
Rabbit fever, the middle of the night. I'm a believer, down for a fight. Get home from work and score some cool gummy sweats. It's an experience you won't forget. Cause when we get up and go, and when we lose our control, we're banned from.